Oh, welcome to Kicking It with Quartz. Quartz, 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 Quartz. In an interdimensional good vibe zone with friends. This is the first time we've ever had guests on the podcast. This is probably the most exciting thing that's ever happened in either of our lives. Me, the host, and you, the listener. So, um, no further ado, let's uh, get to the episode. We're going to be talking about our stories. It's been about three months for me and uh, I'm sure everybody else out here and seeing some things um so let's introduce who we got we got <laughs> oh <laughs> that was in the movie last night Dewey Cox you couldn't smell I'm I'm nose blind okay well I'm gonna pass the phone aka our super high-tech microphone um from the future aka the iPhone 5s so, why don't you tell them your name and uh, how long you've been on trail? Hi, my name is Mama Peaches, or just Peaches, and I've been on the trail since uh, March 26th. Oh, just got a bug up my nose. Uh, I'm Woodstock, <laughs> and I've also been on the trail since March 26th. Mama Peaches is my mama. Wow, so we have a mother-daughter aspect, um, maybe one of the first I've seen besides like a whole family doing like a section hike. How has that gone? Are there tensions or is it, is it like hiking with your best friend? How, let the people know what it's like hiking with the mom-daughter combo. What would you say? I, I think it's like hiking with your best friend. I mean, we, we've been close for a while, so... Yeah, yeah, we, we, get, we get along really yeah. well, and if one of us is having kind of a rough day or feeling pissed off, the other one either just hikes behind or ahead. Or hides behind a bush. Or uh, yeah. <laughs> we talk one another down and try to be positive, so luckily we have not been both cranky at the same time, because that, that could go wrong, mm-hmm. but no, we're, mm-hmm. we're having a blast with one mm-hmm. another. Yeah, the cranky forecast never goes over a certain threshold, and that's that's good. Um, how'd you guys get your trail names? Was that before the trail? Um, did you? Is there a very interesting story? Did you put it in the trail name generator? You press a button, you get a trail name. There's so many options. I want to hear. <laughs> you want to go first? Yeah. So uh, for Woodstock, I it was my second day on the trail, and. Um, I was wearing a Grateful Dead bandana, and my hair was all crazy because of the humidity. And I was wearing like these round sunglasses, like John Lennon sunglasses. And she was like, "You look like you're about to go to Woodstock." And then this other lady that was with us, and she was like, "Yep, that's it. You're Woodstock." So that's how I got mine. <laughs> um, Peaches is actually a nickname that um, somebody. A real dear friend of mine gave me a long time ago. Uh, I really didn't intend on using it on the trail, but then um, she and another uh, trail friend, uh, Blueberry, I was kind of dressed up in colors like a peach one day. Plus, I'm from Georgia, so it just kind of made sense, so that just kind of works. Hey, Georgia represent. We got a Georgia boy, Georgia girl in the building, and we got another person joining us. And, uh, you know, they're taking care of the fire, as you guys can hear. I want to get my phone closer, but we've been melting a lot of things. So let's see how close we can get so you guys can hear the crackle. Oh, you hear that? Things are falling. Um, Boom, popping, crack, all that stuff. These are real fires, people. 
Um, this is literally a commercial right now um, for whatever your favorite beer is. What is it, Coors Light or something? So, <laughs> uh, our our fire captain right now, who's also lighting some other things up, because <laughs> uh, safety first. If you if you guys been listening uh, at this point, you know we stay plenty safe out here. Um, there's 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 nothing dangerous about this lifestyle. And uh, why don't you introduce yourself to the to the people? My name is Breezy. I am uh, from actually the southern terminus of the Appalachian Trail. Uh, I live on the line of Dawsonville and Dahlonega, so another Georgia boy. I started a, uh, I do a flip, I'm going to do a flip-flop. I started at Fontana Dam, and I'm going to go to Maine, and then I'm going to come back to Fontana Dam, and then I'm going to walk home, literally, to my front door. So it's pretty rare, and I figured... Why not? I have the opportunity, so I might as well do it. Yeah, that's what's up, man. So, uh, can someone explain the flip-flop for those who um, are not hikers? As people know, I'm just a kid from the streets. You have an AT t-shirt on, so you might be the person (laughs) to go to. So, can you you tell the people what a flip-flop is? So, a flip-flop hike is you can either start southbound and hike halfway or whatever point you decide to and then uh, flip north and then hike to the point that you left off of. Or you can hike north uh, partway, hike, um, flip up to the south, flip up to the north. I'm sorry. Flip up to Maine. I'm not explaining this very well. And then you can meet yourself in the middle. So... You just kind of, yeah, you just do whatever you want. You just change direction. And actually, we're going to be flipping up to uh, New York in, after my son's wedding uh, to get some cooler weather, and then we'll flip back down. But we still want to finish on Katahdin. So um, Katahdin is the end of the AT of Maine. It's a big-ass mountain. Um, I guess these are all big-ass mountains compared to us in America, you talk to the Europeans, they're like, ha, 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 have you seen the Alps? No, I haven't seen the Alps. Okay? Can I enjoy this mountain? So, with that being said, <laughs> we're out here having a good time. You guys know what a flip-flop is. That's some backstories, but let's, let's get some things that people don't actually expect. What are some things that you've seen that you thought you didn't? Like, we all came out here thinking it was going to be like, you know, nature you know all the time and then uh we've seen some things that we did not plan for and what are like a couple of those oh i got a good one so we uh we were sitting on a waterfall the other day and this lady comes up with cat on her back Mm -hmm. so that was odd enough and she puts her bag down and cat's on a leash she pulls another cat out of the bag so the (laughs) lady's got two cats and so we're just like Okay, and then um, we didn't really get their whole story, but I get, they're hiking with two dogs and two cats. Uh, the one cat that was in the bag looked like it, it wasn't really having a good time. No, it was the most pissed off. Yeah, cat I've it, it looked pissed. And um, so while they're having their lunch, this cat goes into a rock crevice and they can't get it out. So this lady starts taking her mug and scooping up the water from the the stream and throwing it into the rock crevice yeah she yeah she's trying to like throw it into the crevice to get the cat to come out they tried tuna 
And then we were like, is there anything? Yeah. Nope. And we were like, is there anything we can do to help? Yeah, the guy said, uh, nah, this happens all the time. We're just like, okay. Yeah. So that was, I think that's one of the most interesting things I've seen out here. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely one of the most interesting things. You don't expect to see a house cat out on a hiking trail. Dogs are a dime a dozen out here, but to see a house cat on the trail is really, um, it was very surprising. Mm -hmm. Very surprising. And then there were two cats, right? There was a cat on top and then she, and then she let the cat out of the bag, right? And exposed her secret cat. cat Yeah. She, the cat was out of the bag and her secrets were exposed. And, uh, apparently that cat might've seen some things because it had that grumpy face you guys were talking about and, uh, did not want to go back in the bag. So, um, yeah, maybe we got to talk to some animal services or I don't know. I'm just, you know, we got to talk to the cat about that one, but how about you breezy? What's, what's the most interesting thing you've seen on the trail that you did not expect to see coming out here? I guess the thing that I didn't expect to see was uh, so many different cultures, mm. like mm-hmm. just just so many people coming from so many different backgrounds, but yet everyone still gets along. Mm-hmm. Like we all have this great thing in common, and for some reason it makes us better people. Like I, I find that amazing. Like I wasn't expecting to see the level of generosity that people show one another so that was uh it's very it's very heartwarming to be able to see that in today's world you know there's a lot of issues going on and it just gives me hope in humans again and i really that's really important to me yeah i think the generosity out here is overwhelming it really is have you guys had any experiences with the generosity uh, on the trail personally? Oh, a yeah, lot, for um, sure. A lot of um, shuttle, you know, shuttle rides. Um, we had a couple. We just by chance met the gentleman at a shelter, and he um, come walks up there pretty frequently and does trail magic um, to Ice Water Shelter, which is actually closed right now due to bear activity. But um, just started talking with him and um he does section hiking and somehow it got brought up that Woodstock's back was hurting and she needed to get a new pack and they actually ended up on a Sunday driving us into coming and picking us up driving us to Asheville hour and a half drive convinced the uh, manager to give her a sale on the backpack because they were getting ready to Mm -hmm. have a sale um, she ended up getting $70 off the backpack. They dro- took us to dinner, drove us back, and wow. then the next week they came and picked us up when we were somewhere else and they showed us around Asheville. They just wanted to hang out. Yeah, they, they just so wanted cool. to hang out with us. Yeah. And then um, another gentleman uh, we ended up meeting on the trail through another um, trail angel, Jimmy. He does the Jimmy's mm-hmm. interviews, video, the AT videos. We came off of Cleanland's Dome and he was sitting there and he was waiting for this gentleman named Freddie. Well, they both gave us a ride into uh, into Gatlinburg, Gatlinburg. and um, 
it ended up that Freddie had a cabin in downtown Franklin and when we I mean downtown Hot Springs and when we got to Hot Springs we had to stay there for four nights oh, wow. at his cabin and he wouldn't take any money or anything and yeah he's super super yeah he ended been up very picking blessed. us up mm -hmm. uh, a few days after we left Hot Springs because my pad popped and I ended yeah. up getting a new sleeping pad so. yeah so we've met some really really cool people yeah on the trail it's been yeah it's been overwhelming um yeah i don't know if you remember or not but breezy did you go into that cabin it was right by the creek by the, the tavern by the, it was like a free wi-fi no i didn't i didn't go through it okay i have a the the Usually I was, I started later than everybody else, so I was a lot slower than everyone else. So usually by the time that I got to where the trail magic was, you know, being distributed, all I usually got was trash. Like I could see where everybody else had a good day, but you know, it was kind of bumming there for a while. And uh, the first trail magic that I got was it the North Carolina Tennessee line at a uh, Sam's Gap. You you traverse back and forth between North Carolina and Tennessee several times, several several times. So I had a uh, I was coming off the trail and I didn't have any money to stay anywhere and I desperately needed to stay somewhere. I've I've been dealing with a lot of personal stuff while I was out here. I'm a I'm a combat veteran and uh, I just lost my mom not too long ago and one of my old roommates. So I've just been dealing a lot with that and uh, I really needed to go somewhere and just sleep, get some good sleep. And I didn't have any money. So I called this hostel called The Station. It's on right there at 19E where you come out of the trail. And all I wanted to know is if he had some cigarettes. And I was just like, you know, I called him and I was like, hey, do you sell cigarettes? And he said he did. And before I could even say anything else, he asked me where I was at. And I told him, I was like, well, I, I don't have the money to stay because it's $30 flat rate to stay there. And I, I, there's, I didn't have anywhere near that. But I did have enough for a pack of cigarettes. So <laughs> that's what I was going after. Um, so he comes down and he picks me up. And, you know, he, he wants to take me back and he's asking me, you know, what's going on, how, how it's been going. And I, and I just told him, I was like, look, I, I, I don't have enough money to come stay at your place. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veteran. I get paid at the first of the month and that was it. You know, that, that's all I got for all month. And, uh, he just looked at me and was like, this is how the trail provides. He said, not even an hour ago, I got an email and he does a great program there. He does a pay it forward program where you could either pay it forward for a room, pay it forward for a beer, pay it forward for a meal. And people can call and, you know, he can do it over, over the phone or online. And he said, not even an hour ago, I had a veteran send me an email and say, I want a veteran to have this room. He said, so your room's paid for. You don't have anything to worry about. Wow. So... That's how the trail provides, right there. Wow, these are some uh, 
Yeah, really uh, touching stories. And everybody who's been listening, you guys know that my whole trail provides stories every time I do a podcast because I'm out here. Um, I literally have one dollar left that I was going to throw away because I don't need the dollar because the trail provides so much if you let it in so many mysterious ways um, that it, it seems like a magical place. And um, it's like, man, if only we could... Uh, take it past the trail or something like that so i did get the ball rolling and i was like yo let's uh let's buy some land and just do the same thing we've been doing it for the past couple months and within uh one minute or i guess 10 minutes somebody uh sent a message and a couple more people sent a message so we actually got a couple thousand dollars raised for buying land within um a couple days so i'm back on the trail um by the time this podcast is up hopefully we have even more but if anyone's interested just a quick commercial um if you know because we talk about how the trail provides and then there's like the matrix and it's like um you know which which one's the real world and which one isn't because you know like my my thing being from the inner city is coming out and afraid and okay i'm walking through the south as a you know black person with no fucking money and i don't have my wallet or id like that's pretty intimidating in today's society versus what i've gotten is nothing but magical stories as you guys heard it's uh situations like oh like a ride comes up hey you guys need a ride i don't have any money oh get in right okay great you just took me 15 miles that i had no idea how i was going to clear you know things like that happen all the time versus when you're in the city and everybody's always working for themselves um i think one of the things is that being um, on the trail, we kind of get connected because we're all going through the same thing and realize that, oh, even though we're so different, we realize we're alike. Do you think that the trail hiking it is what helps people learn these things? Um, yeah, I think, um, like a lot of people that come out here, like myself, didn't really expect, like, everybody hears about the trail magic and whatnot, but you... You don't really know how the trail is like until you get out here. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of just slaps you in the face like, wow, everybody's cool as heck. Everybody's got some, something in common, obviously, because we're all out here trying to accomplish the same mostly goal. the same thing. And yeah. I've been telling her, like, you know, whether you admit, admit it or not, somebody's going through something because yeah. they're out here for that reason. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think both hiking and kind of being around all these people definitely changes you and I think uh like the hiking part maybe not is like what changes people but I think it's just like being surrounded by the community sorry somebody only almost got burnt (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah fires are very dangerous people uh Remember, I'm, I saw someone do a front flip in a fire on during trail days, so uh, that was not very safe. Um, so luckily, people were able to, get, to pull them out, but it was very hilarious. So um, I will laugh if no one dies. So I just want to—I'm throwing that out there. If you ever go hiking, but again, we're back on—you know—people being good and all that stuff. So. Um, 
I think the trail really does break down into the the physical part and then like the mental aspect and I feel that if you make it the first month the physical part is just taken care of and the rest is the mental of dealing with the things that we came out here to deal with uh maybe mentally like uh, you know what am I going to do next that's how I got out here I was like oh, I didn't want to you know, the city is so fast, it's like, you know, you need a break. But then at the same time, you do have to think about these things. And do you think the mental aspect might be actually harder than the physical aspect? I would say absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think one of the things she and I were talking about, one of the things that I think has really kept morale up recently is we've had such nice weather because I think a few rainy days in a row and oh I, that would kind of be my kryptonite like I, I'm not a big fan of hiking in the, a lot of rain and stuff and we've been so blessed with the weather so I think that um, that has uh, definitely added to morale but um, I have experienced I've had such a good time out here like it's not that part of it's not it's not mentally challenging yet I'm sure that it will be but I'm just enjoying the hell out of myself so yeah. um yeah it's I had it's a good. really a hard time experience. in the Smokies mentally yeah but, she hated the Smokies yeah but I think as like each day you kind of learn something new and I think you just learn how to push yourself more and more mm-hmm. so that's you know, patience was never something that I really had back at home, and you got to have that out here because, I mean, it doesn't take two days to walk 2,200 miles, and it takes a long time to be able to walk and do the things that we're, we're doing now. I mean, it took us almost two months to get to the point where we could walk this, this like, longer days, but I definitely think that the mental part is a little harder because it, it takes a... A big mind to be able to walk you know all day long every single day I heard I heard someone put it this way um, in the beginning it's 75% physical 25% mental and after two or three months it'll flip it goes to 25% physical 75% mental and that's the part that I struggle with the most I'm a I'm used to exerting myself um, probably more than most people have. I, I had to uh, go out on quite a few missions where I had to carry everything on my back, my equipment and everything. So, you know, I'm used to the heat. I'm, I'm used to the physical aspect of it. The, the part that I struggle with most definitely is the mental. Definitely. You know, I've, I've got a lot of stuff weighing on me. And there's days that that pack doesn't compare to that. You know, I mean, you're just carrying, you feel like you're a camel and you just got all this you're bringing with you and your pack just doesn't even, some, some days it doesn't even register that my pack is heavy, like, because my head is so heavy in thought because I'm a solitude hiker. Like I usually hike by myself. I I don't really have a real tramley. I mean, you know, a a tramley is something you gain on the trail. It's a, I don't know if he's explained it or not, but it's a family that, you know, you, you just, you kind of do the same kind of miles with and you just kind of stay with them. And a lot of people like to stay with that. There's safety in numbers and it, and you know, you need companionship out here. Like it's tough to do it on your own. And I think that's where I struggled when I first began because 
everybody pass me. I mean, I probably had every bit of 500 people pass me. So, I mean, I, I know a lot of, I've met a lot of people, you know, to either have lunch with them or stay in a shelter with them that night or, you know, and I, I think that was, I think that was a blessing in disguise, you know, because when I went to trail days, shit, yeah. everybody, I mean, I saw everybody like, you know, I mean, it was awesome. I knew so many people and I mean, it, it's, it's your own little rock star community. I love it. And that is, uh, that's the one thing I've learned, uh, being at Neil's Gap or Blood Mountain. Um, still shout out to Blood Mountain. I love it for always and forever. Everybody knows what's up. But anyway, like you said, going slower and meeting more people versus, um, the people who go fast and, uh, don't necessarily get those, um, experiences. And, um, I think when I get a chance to talk to other people, um they they always say I wish I took more pictures of the people or I wish I talked to people more I wish I slowed down I wish I would have actually stayed to see the ponies or did this and um I think that's the one thing that people might lose when they come out here thinking okay main 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 the only way I'll put um be happy as if I get the main and that's also we you know give ourselves these false promises and that's a whole different thing that's a whole different podcast itself but what we're saying is when people so focused on main that they forget that it's the journey that is the real experience and can get lost um how do you guys feel on your journey I know a lot of people when I've met in the beginning were like is Maine or bust versus when they get here they're like yo I've had so much fun that I don't necessarily care if I make it to Maine because I got what I wanted out of the journey Mm -hmm. Um, so if I make it to Maine that's awesome but if not I can't be sad because I've had fun how do you guys feel about that Um, I think you know, it's it's turning to kind of a cliche, the whole hike your own hike thing. But I think if you're happy with what you're doing then, and you're not being an asshole, hey, you know, do it your way. Um, some people, I mean, I definitely would like to get to Katahdin. Mm-hmm. But does it really matter if I get there or not if I don't have enjoy myself along the way? Not so much. You know, this is probably the only time I'll, I'll ever... Yeah. hike this trail or do something like this we're here I'm to have fun not, but yeah we're not trying to kill ourselves trying to get to the mountain but you know we're here to have fun so it's just like if we're gonna uh have an opportunity to go, to go see this and you know take more time off we're gonna do it you know yeah we kind of came into it thinking that we would be purists and it turns out we're not purists um we've We've uh, aqua blazed and um, we've slack packed. I, now the aqua blazing, we're gonna go back and walk that part. We yeah. have to go home for a little bit for my son's wedding. I think I mentioned it earlier, but um, we're gonna come back and do some stuff around her birthday and hike around her birthday and probably stay yeah. back at Boots Off for a night or something. But um, yeah, you know, we uh, we kayak that day, but we had a blast. So we go back and we'll walk. You know, the, yeah. we met yeah. some great people and ran oh into God. some yeah, people that we haven't seen in months. Yeah. So yeah, it, was, it was totally worth it. Okay, so we're gonna 
I don't want anyone to get offended by this because we've only picked one and that doesn't put anybody above anyone else. But the most memorable person on the trail so far, you can only pick one and it could be uh, just from a random conversation. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be trail magic. You could have just, you know, you know how it is. You can yeah. walk past someone and just make eye contact and you'd be like, I forever remember that person. So who is that person for you? Uh, for me, I guess it would have to be a gentleman that I met named Intruder. He's 72 years old and he was a, a Vietnam fighter pilot. And oh my God, he is just, he's so interesting to talk to. Um, and he's athletic as hell, and I, I, I know he's going to make it to Katahdin. What a cool dude. Who would yours be? Um, I would say the Irish. Oh, so yeah, we ran Irish into this, really cool yeah, Irish is 76, and he is so funny. Like, he looks like, uh, Gandalf, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's from Ohio, too. He's so funny, like, he cracks jokes all the time, but we met him in Hiawassee at the top of Georgia, and I ended up getting food poisoning, and he was staying at the same shelter, and of course, he's just, like, checking up on me, and yeah. he's, like, he runs, he does this joke, like, oh, I'm running out the basement of the privy, which is, you know, gross, but, uh, <laughs> but he's, like, 76, he tried the trail last year, failed, <laughs> And then he came out here again, and he's like, well, I can only do five miles a day, but I'm going to enjoy myself. And I, I just think it's cool to see older people yeah. just trying to attempt so it, getting outside and doing whatever they want. Yeah, it makes me really happy. I hate that I can't remember his name. He told me once, and uh, I met him at Groundhog Shelter. Actually, the first time I met him, I was at Standing Bear Hostel, and uh, we all shared a semi-private room he's an older gentleman he's probably uh, he'd kick my ass if i said he was too old uh probably in his 60s i guess somewhere around there and uh he was a very private man but he was an outstanding smart ass like i i really felt a connection with this man like it it was me you know when i was older i mean we we hit it off so you know, we we move on down the trail, and lo and behold, I get in the hot springs, and I want to get a, another semi-private room. And there's a three there's three beds in this room, and I go get the semi-private room again, and there he is again, him in pockets. I do remember his buddy he was with. He was helping a guy try to knock out some of the AT because he's already done it, and um, it's just a really kind man and that's he he refused to take a trail name so i would call him kgb i told him that i, I would name him kgb because he was a kind gentle bullshitter <laughs> he, he he's a good man and uh i hate that i i got one picture with him but his name was either rick or I can't, uh, I can't even remember the other one that I had picked out, but I think his name was Rick. But he only went, whenever he signed in, he just signed in with his last name. And it, I don't know whose last name he used. So <laughs> I don't know if it was his or Pockets because he was a very private man. So, it, But he was very, very helpful. He was very helpful to me. So, so speaking about being private, um, 
like we've taught is kind of in like a for me, I'm a video gamer, so you guys already know this if you've been listening, but um, how it kind of splits into two parts. You have your your beginning part of the video game, and you got the second part of the video game. And the beginning part is, you know, solidarity, working on yourself, this, that, and the other. Um, then the second part is more social, um, uh, coming out here to be the hermit, right? Turns out... I was harnessing my social skills and do you guys feel that being on the trail helped you guys open up more socially or work on your communication skills at all? Um, I'm a pretty social person. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think it's, uh, I was working night shift before I came out on the trail and I think that was starting to make me a little weird. (laughs) We're (laughs) weirder than I already am. No, but you pick up kind of, you pick up little quirks when you work night shift and um, I was getting to the point where like I was becoming less social because I think you know when I would have some awake time I want to just do what I wanted to do mm-hmm. but I mean I still hung out with my friends and stuff but I could I could definitely see a difference and I've and I've really enjoyed the social aspect out here um, we were talking about that today about everybody out here is just so cool and um, you know, you meet you meet a jerk every now and then, but it's so it's few and far between. Most everybody out here is just they're awesome. Yeah, I definitely feel like uh you you open up more on the trail and you kinda of find more things out about yourself and I think you open up faster too. Yeah. On the trail. You're more vulnerable. And then you're around people who are so open that it makes you want to be like that, too. And then you find mm-hmm. out more things about yourself. But, uh, yeah, so I like I would say before, I, I was definitely social. And then, you know, I feel like this is just making me more social. And I think when I, you know, when I go home, Ohio is not really the place where you're like, oh, hey, hey, how's it going? You know, you just walk by each other and uh, don't say anything. But... I think the South is, like, everybody here is so nice. Yeah, everybody and then, goes out of their way to say hello. Yeah. I mean, when we were walking down the trail today, I don't know how many bicyclists. It was exhausting. Yeah, I, I don't like, know how many breathing. times I said, hey. Hello, hi. Oh, we hi. finally started Cheerio. Cheerio. <laughs> we, we, we used all kinds of hellos. So. Yeah, so it's cool just, like, opening up. And I would say, I'm like, during the day when we're hiking, you know, uh, most everybody's, like, uh, in the in their hiking zone, but once you get to camp, it's like wind down time. Like everybody's like wants to know everything about you, and it's really cool. I mean, you meet the coolest people out here, and I definitely think uh, you grow on the trail, whether you think so or not. Well, I mean, I I can't think of another um, I can't think of another way that so many different so such a diverse crowd would come together and then learn about each other and choose to spend time together because if you think about it you've got your family that you're born into and then you've got your work people and then you've got just the friends that you choose but they're the friends that you choose out here you you're, you end up making friends with somebody that you, maybe you would have never met or known yeah. or thought you would be friends with you know yeah. so that's what's so cool about it I, w- I was raised in a pretty social setting I, my dad had some uh convenience stores so i grew up in those and you know you I'm come from a small town, so you know everybody in town, so you just kind of, I just was always just a social butterfly, and then, you know, after the, after the military, I, I suffered some 
you know, some problems to where I didn't like to be social. I didn't, I didn't want to be around people. I wouldn't go and do concerts. I wouldn't go and, you know, go out to bars. I didn't, I didn't like that stuff anymore. And here as of late, probably within, you know, the last year, you know, I'm still, still kind of closed off at certain times, but you know, like last year, I think I went to five concerts. So, I mean, you know, I'm the chaperone age now, so it kind of works out. Yeah. And um, out here, it, you know, I'm from the South, so I, I've, I just always want to talk to people. I, I love, I love humans. You know, they're beautiful. It doesn't matter. Some of the people that it, if it goes back to the old saying, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. I mean, if you see somebody, you know. All you got to do is speak to them. And, I mean, you will you'll open up things that you never even saw coming. And that's, that's awesome to me. I love that. So, um, speaking of opening up things that you never saw coming, I, I got two questions. So, um, we talked about being vulnerable and um, – being honest and i'll be honest i'm pretty vulnerable when i have neural okay so <laughs> we we've been in some pretty compromising spots out here on the trail i'm sure at this point and um along with that what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself um because maybe a lot of times when we're vulnerable you know that's when we bond to others but then we also bond with ourselves because we might overcome a challenge that we didn't think we were able to overcome or et cetera, et cetera. Hmm. I don't know. Um, I guess uh, the, I'm in much better physical shape right now than I have probably been in, in years. Um, it's really challenged my body. Um, and, um, I can finally feel I, I finally feel like I've gotten a lot stronger and it's really funny because just one day you realize you know oh, hey you know I can go up at least half the hill without huffing and puffing or stopping 40 times and mm-hmm. yeah so um that that's been so nice for me and uh, bonus I've lost some weight so hey and I have my son's wedding to go to, so that's a wonderful thing that um, I lost some weight. <laughs> I think for me, before I came out here, you know, one of the reasons that I came out here was because I, I hated my job. I was doing accounting. I was working crazy weeks. And I just got to the point where I didn't care about the work I was doing. I didn't want to be there. I was constantly unhappy. And, you know, being stuck in that, like, mood day by day is stressful and I just you know like when when you quit everything it just kind of puts you in a bad mood and I think getting out here has taught me that you know you're gonna have your good days you're gonna have your bad days but if you keep going and you keep like moving up that mountain you're gonna get to the top at some point and you're gonna have to like climb hills and and whatnot but like at the end of the day you get to go to camp and for the first time, I, I feel like I actually belong somewhere. And that's really not a feeling I've had in a, a while. God, you just threw me off of that. I was in that deep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are we talking about? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the biggest thing I've learned, yeah. Um, 
I'm not as strong mentally as I thought I was. Like, uh, I don't want to call it, you know, cocky, but I was confident in my abilities and always have been. I've, I've always traveled a lot. I've always been on my own a lot, you know. So, haven't really had a good safety net, you know, when you're so far away from home. Um, it's been tough. It really has been tough. I, I'm, and I've even struggled at the physical part. You know, it, there's times it's just, you, you just, you don't eat right or, you know, you just don't feel good or the heat, the humidity or, you know, something like that. And it just takes a toll on you. It's, it's, there's so many details that you have to pay attention to. You like, if you skip and just make one mistake, it can cost you, you know, so much, just so much, not even uh, monetarily or, you know, time or, you know, just your overall health at the time. <laughs> so that's about it. Um, and that goes right back to the percentages we were talking about how, um, you know, we do talk about preparing um, for the AT and everybody is, you know, what's your pack weight? You know? Ultralight. Uh, yeah, ultralight. Um, that like, hey, are there any traumas that you're working through right now? Hey, is uh, you need to talk to, you know? Um, and that actually is the biggest thing um, because what I've noticed um, doing spiritual advising and things like that is that, uh, um, and this whole journey of going inward is that that's one of the hardest things and uh you know there's people in the military who've done a lot harder things than uh and i've rigging and all sorts of whatever but the hardest thing is going inward because you don't have anyone else there you know when you're in your thoughts all the time so um especially when it's only you and then it's only you because you're out in the woods because <laughs> there literally is no one besides you in this heavy ass backpack right so that becomes one of the challenges but again we then can relate because we're all going through it at the end of the day and uh it's 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 awesome coming into a shelter and even if you don't know the people people will always greet you like you've walked in on a sitcom and you're like Kramer coming in on Seinfeld, right? Everyone's like, oh, you made it. Yeah, there's there's spines over here. You know, we're getting the fire. Someone usually have some food that they want to give, you know. It's cool. Yeah. Hey, do you have water right away to where you do have that sense of belonging? And uh, what, what, what was interesting, one of the main... Um, concepts that really kind of sparked my whole like i gotta get the fuck out of here was being in an apartment building in atlanta and there's easily a thousand people in the apartment building easy that's easy right and you don't know any of your neighbors names right you don't know anything about them you got this this building full of people uh don't know anything um and you feel alone yeah and we feel alone in the city that there has so many people you can't even get to where you, you want to go because there's so many people right because of traffic and all that but we still feel alone and it's interesting how we get out of that place where there's so many people coming out where 
you know, we, we think it's more people than we thought, but comparatively to the city, there's less people, right? Like we say we go in the town and somebody be like, oh, you're hanging out in these redneck hick towns. They only have one food city. What's the food city, right? Like, no, that place is cool. Like, I got me an Ingalls card now, you know, shouts out to Hiawassee, right? <laughs> and uh, you find that um, maybe strength isn't necessarily in numbers, but belonging comes in maybe the 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 strength of the person not necessarily oh there's a bunch of people here versus like oh there's some a few really really good people how do you guys feel about that yeah i would definitely say um i love the community out here it's one of my favorite things about being on the trail um it's i feel like i've met so you know people from all walks of life so yeah i love that aspect of it um it really is it's such a it's a social community and uh everybody just out here just helps one another out and uh it uh gives you a great sense of that belonging feeling i think you know yeah and like what breezy was saying you know we were really slow at the beginning it took us a while to like you know get in this bubble where we'd like see the same people like every few days and I think now we're kind of in that area where we're hiking with people that we see regularly and everybody in this little bubble that we're in they're so cool and like you know most most people out here are are super cool and if they're not you know you don't see them that much because it's just so rare to find somebody who's like you know lame (laughs) uh yeah every day you get to you get to see one of your friends uh there's not a day that's gone by where we haven't seen anybody mm-hmm. and you know like every few days we meet somebody new and it's like awesome to meet other people that like share your interests uh and what I've, what I've noticed being in the spot is that there are like bubbles that come through and uh, some people do have like that friend aspect where it's kind of like summer camp for six months, right? Yeah. Where during the day, you know, you're doing physical activities and you can be kayaking. Anything can go down, as you guys know, yeah. right? If you're open to it and you're not a purist, right? You can, anything can go down on the 18. Remember guys, I was on a boat. Right, and I want to tell you guys, black people can get sunburned. Protect yourself. Don't be out in the water too long without a shirt and short shorts. All right, or just don't fall asleep in a kayak. That's again, that's another story you can listen to that podcast. But what I'm saying is that you know, with that summertime mindset versus some people like really like to preach about how hard it is and they get upset if anyone says that it's easy or things like that do you feel that some people can create the trail of like make it this monster in their head by saying every day is hard or every day is this this and this where like maybe a bubble right after is all laughs and smiles do you think that your projections can uh, shape the trail differently Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you do come across people who are just like, just negative about most things. And, you know, like, like in, in regular life, if, if you do that about everything, you're not going to have a good time and it's not going to help you, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think, right. But the beautiful thing is you can either speed up or slow down to get away from those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just take so a, it's a pretty easy. Break, yeah. And they're gone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when you're around people that are constantly, like, full of energy or happy or just, like, ready to ready to have a good time yeah you you want to stick with them you want to hike more miles or 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 whatever but um yeah it's healthy on the mental aspect and the physical aspect i think it's hard to find the negative people out here we've definitely yeah we've definitely ran into them but you know it's just that's when it's your job to be positive and not let it ruin your time and or other people's time I definitely think it's uh, the power of positive thinking. Like you, you've got to, you, you've got to, you got to be positive about it. I mean, it's so many people want to be able to do this, and they have not even a chance at ever being able to do it. I mean, they've just got so many responsibilities, or they just, for some reason or another, they can't do it. So you have to be grateful that you're out here. Like, I know I am. Yeah, it sucks, but, you know, at at times, what, what doesn't? I mean, it's it's just, I don't know, you, you got to be positive. And I, I've met, you know, some, some amazing people that are just so positive. And, you know, they, I, I was having a bad day one day, and uh, this guy's name is Square Peg. I'll never forget him. First time I... First time I saw him, he was walking up the trail without a shirt on, and his nipples were pierced. He's country as all get out, and he's like, you know, he's got piercings all over his, all over him. And a day or two passes by, you know, I, I didn't think about him again. I, I mean, I didn't even really have a conversation with him. I just kind of, hey, where you headed, you know, stuff like that. And uh, I thought it to myself, like. That's strange, you know. That's strange. That's strange for me, you know. So, like I say, a couple of days pass, and uh, man, I was just having a bad day about mom, and I was just crying my eyes out. And out of nowhere, like Square Peg just walks up and gives me a hug. This man don't know me, you know. He he don't know me from a hole in the ground, so that kind of positivity right there just keeps you floating mm-hmm. i mean you can't you can't let that kind of stuff get you down i mean it's 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 awesome i love it has anyone else had any moments where uh i because a lot of times people go you know stay positive 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 and they think it's really easy until they realize you know it's not um has there anyone else had times where you know it's been really really hard to stay positive what's been the hardest time to stay positive and then what's what happened afterwards when you did stay positive for me i had a hard time my tent was flooded i left my tent with a smile on my face said what can i do about it i ended up leaving with getting a room in the cabin and a gopro and a lot of other cool stuff out of it um so is there a time you're just like super hard you were positive and then things kind of changed yeah i think for me like like i explained the smokies were really hard uh before I came out here, I fell and hurt my back really bad. Um, 
They didn't start bothering me until the Smokies. And so going through the Smokies with all that elevation change with crazy back pain and really nothing to do about it was really stressful. And I think there was like a seven-day streak where I just, you know, I, I didn't want to quit, but I wanted to quit the Smokies. And I was like, I don't want to feel like this. And I was worried about, you know getting in a funk for the rest of the trip just because I had a bad time there but that's when we met Buddy the trail angel that my mom was talking about who ended up getting me my new pack and you know that's when it just kind of wakes you up like there's good people and you know there's always going to be something um, that brings you up when you're down and I think that kind of just put me back in a good mood because you know, I've I've got such a good support system and everybody's like cheering me on to, to make it to Katahdin and so you know, I was feeling down for a while and and now I feel like, you know, people want me out here and, and there's a reason I'm out here and there's a reason that, you know, people are helping me and trying to get me to uh the finish line. I don't. I don't want to use their names, but um, I think the the power of positivity. My best example is uh, I met these two young ladies. One was from Germany, and they they met at Springer at the start, and uh, another girl is from Indianapolis. And Indy has uh, some problems with her mother, and that's one of the reasons that she came on the trail was to you know try to heal from those that bad relationship and during that um her mother emptied her bank account of she had you know twenty five hundred dollars in there and while she was gone like you know just kind of stranded her own daughter so she'd had to come home i mean that's kind of the controlling woman that she is and indy was bound and determined not to go home and they ran into this guy that is completely financing her entire trip. Like, he calls ahead, schedules the hostels, tells them what's up. She's got free rooms. She's got everything. This girl is so talented. Like, she can... Uh, I've, To begin with, I only met her a couple times, you know, you know, at a shelter or in Hot Springs or something like that. You know, I never really got to talk to her, but then they became my... You know, my, my bubble for a little while. I, I hiked with them for, you know, five or six days. And I found all this out. And it was just really inspiring to me that, you know, her her German friend, her, her name is Wind. She's amazing. She is the most positive person. And she wasn't going to let Indy fail. Like, she, she refused. That wasn't going to happen. Like, until that guy came around, I mean, Wind was... You know, she's on a lower budget than I am, so she's just making it happen, and she's here on a visa. You know, she's she's got a timeline she's got to meet, and she's going to take Indy with her. I mean, it, it's awesome. I mean, it, that to find someone willing to do that with that kind of money, how much this stuff is, I mean, it, you know, it's it gets expensive. So that kind of positivity i mean you, you just that's the magic that he speaks on i mean it, it's the magic of the trail it, it's it will provide and, I, and that positivity was just it's very uplifting to me uh 
uh, these are some of the most touching stories that <laughs> uh, just speak of the magic of people um, when we uh, bond together. Um, something that I was kind of thinking about is how we have the same thing of, oh, everyone's supporting our dream to Kentan and, and um, if we were able to bring that culture kind of outside um, to where everyone's always supporting each other's dreams. Um, I think when you get out out of the trail and back in the city and things like that, um, people are so quick to shoot you down on everything you want to do because they say, oh, you can't do that because I can't do that. Or, um, you know, they put their projections on or they don't want you to succeed because that means you'll be further than them versus people out here and they don't care if they're about to get off trail. Um, what I've noticed, like, let's say someone's in a city came and we have that city mentality of like, oh, I'm getting off trail. They would take everything with them and just be like, I don't want anybody else to win because if I can't do it, you can't do it versus you might see someone get off and they'll give everything from their backpack to their stove to a sleeping bag, anything like, you know, you guys are out here. Keep the dream alive. Mm -hmm. And we kind of all live vicariously through everyone out here because mm -hmm. it's not just like oh one person has a podcast or one it's like oh dude oh you got yours i'll follow you too instead of just like mm -hmm. yeah. oh that's my competition you know this yeah. that, and the other um it's a collective idea no matter what and do you think the outside um of the trail that you know people have a hard time getting together as a collective and that might um translate into a lot of the problems that are going on oh i definitely think so i think um there's so being in this community makes you realize um how different the world could be if we could learn how to make that you know community that type of community out into the the matrix or the real world or whatever you want to call it but um yeah it, the world would be a much kinder, gentler place, that's for sure. Uh, just everybody watching out for everybody and not, you know, not be in competition. Because... Yeah, and it's not even like... It doesn't take money to help people out. Like No, you can just use your time. Shoot somebody a smile and that might change their day. You never know, like, what somebody's going through. Yeah. Time is your greatest resource. Mm -hmm. Money can be replaced. Time can't be. So you hear that money can be replaced, time cannot, and uh, the magic is in the community, and by us creating the community and uh, caring for one another, and, uh, you know, we wouldn't need money if we all just took care of each other, and, uh, you know, hey, hey, I, I'm, I'm planting seeds here, we're planting seeds, and again, you guys interested, and, you know, the community, the commune thing is actually a thing now, there's a budget. Uh, and we're looking for land. Um, so if anyone's interested, we're looking for land worldwide um, and domestically. It's not saying that we aren't interested in America. It's just anywhere in the world, if you're interested, send in a message. But that, you know, that's the sub thing. Um, our big thing is that we wouldn't necessarily need to buy land to hide from the world if we can get everyone to work together as a community and realize hey we're not so different no matter what we look like who we are what size we are where what where we came from yesterday 
because we realize how much the past doesn't even matter when you're talking to someone today. I don't know, you know, I could have been like this biggest asshole in the world. You guys, everybody could have been the biggest asshole in the world maybe a year ago, but today, right here at this moment, everyone's pretty cool, and that's all that matters. And we tend to judge people from the past actions and not let people, you know, this and what matters is the present and who we're going to be in the future. And it's cool to just be in the moment, learn from people, um, and realize that, hey, we're all, we're all in this together, and we're not too different. So I think we're going to wrap it up. Did we, we hit an hour, officially an hour, right there, as I say, wow. with an hour. So it's an hour, 20 seconds right now. I called it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just know when the magical, you know, you got to follow the vibes, follow the vibes. So anyway, thank you guys. Um, this is, the, okay, uh, yeah, you can donate again. Um, because it's not necessarily about me and my wallet. If you guys want to donate towards the commune thing, even if it's a dollar, fifteen dollars, I'm not spending money. Any money that I have is going to be buying land and getting the kid to Egypt because we got dreams and we got big things to do for the new age of Aquarius, age of Aquarius. And um, you know, you guys can find me at the Hanged Hippie if you guys aren't already there. And where can we guys find you guys at uh contact wise we have a small vlog going on youtube called the trail hugging tramps <laughs> um and uh let's see we have uh um instagram is uh vaga hippie bond and i think it's under the trail hugging tramps too and anything uh, else my instagram is oh wilden so it's just O-H-W-I-L-D-N. That's where I post most of my trail stuff. And, oh. and you can find me on Instagram at they call me breezy now. I like that one. I like it. <laughs> And that's all one word, people. Trust me, I put it in. I said, "Damn, that's a cool, that's a cool Instagram name." You know, so uh, shouts out to that one. We're going to give a one swag point for Gryffindor. Um, <laughs> right on. So thank you guys for listening uh, a whole hour. Um, this was the first one ever done, and honestly, I think it was some, one of the most magical things. Um, you probably won't even hear me talking for. Uh, uh, at least this season, I did a whole, what, we did like eight podcasts of me talking for like an hour, two hours straight. You guys heard enough of what I got to say. Let's do more interviews with more people. So we're going to do that. And I'm going to interview the ponies. I'm going to see what the ponies have to say. Um, that's going to be interesting. Hopefully they don't eat my phone. Stay tuned, right? We got a lot to come on the new season of Kicking It with Quartz, Quartz, Quartz in the Interdimensional Good Vibe Zone. <laughs> All right, you guys have an awesome life. Stay, uh, what, what's it? Stay light, stay woke. Yeah. <laughs>